Screen time in and of itself is really not the problem. It's what kids aren't getting when they're not on screens. This is Moms in the Middle, the podcast for busy parents who need a little help keeping their hustle in check. My name is Ivanka, and I'm a mom of a two-year-old son named George. And I'm Mel, and I have a three-year-old named Josh. Hands up if you've ever used the TV, the iPad, the phone, a video game, whatever screen you want to consider as a babysitter. And then kind of felt guilty about it. Mm -hmm. Is your hand up? If I had four hands, they would all be up. Yeah, me too. Okay, glad glad we're in the same boat. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling there's a lot of other people that have a love-hate relationship with screens. For sure. So this episode is all about how much is too much when it comes to screen time quality and quantity mattering in this case. So we wanted to talk about this because this is something that a lot of parents get nervous about, myself included. This is all very much new territory. And maybe, maybe some people thought they were going to do one thing and then did the other when they became parents. Okay, you're totally outing me. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I would let my child watch television uh, until he was much older, maybe a little bit more responsible. Yeah, that conclusion (laughs) was made before my child was born, and I knew what it was like to be a parent because I will admit my two-year-old son knows how to turn on the television. But we have to remind everyone, this is a non-judgy space. It's totally fine, and and I'm in the same boat as you. So whether you've banned those screens completely, maybe you've set boundaries for the screen time, maybe your children watch whatever they want, whenever they want. Really, it's up to you. You're the parent. We just want to be able to talk all about it. So to help us with screen time, we asked our dear friend, Kim Schiffman, editor-in-chief of Today's Parent, to help us out. And Kim, we are so excited you're here. Thank you. Not only because you're going to inform us about screen time, give us your opinion, what the professionals say, monitoring it, but also you're a repeat guest. You're with us in season one, and now you're back, which means... We did something right. You actually like us, Kim. I feel the same way. I'm honored (laughs) to be here. I think you guys have an amazing podcast going. I'm so excited that there's a season two. Oh, and there's so much to discuss. A big thing that we heard from a lot of uh, listeners, Mm -hmm. and there are a number of topics that they want to explore, and a big one is it's prevalent. It's everywhere. It's screen time. Because as much as you say you want to avoid that screen time for your kids, come on, it's impossible, especially if you need a mini break. So I'll be first to admit, I we have an iPad. Josh is now three. He loves the iPad. You try to give him the educational stuff, but sometimes he gets trapped in that hole where it's click to video, click to video, click to video. And I know we're going to talk about that, Kim. As a mom, before you even get to the today's parent stuff, you, you do it. Do you do it? Screen time? I totally do screen time. Uh, and I'm not super strict about it either, which I think is a surprise to some people because of uh, the fact that I'm the editor of a parenting magazine. Um, But I think everything in moderation, I do use some tools to keep an eye on what my kids are watching and some tools to keep an eye on how much they're watching, but I'm not obsessed with it. Now, remind everyone, Kim, you have two sons. I do. Five and 10 years old. Five and 10 years old. So they're consuming screen time differently now because I would think the 10-year-old is using it for school as well, educational purposes. Totally. So they're using it for different uh, quantities of time. Um, That's both their preference and also what I would enforce. And they're using it for different things. So if I come home from work and my son has the laptop open, I don't know for sure if he's just messing around on YouTube or if he's actually working or it might be some sort of a combination of the two where he's 
conversing with his friends through Google Chat. Like, there's all these different ways that, as the kids get older, so you guys have younger kids, but as they get older, it does get a little bit more complicated. Okay, well, here's the question. Do you look over their shoulder? Are you snooping? And can you snoop? Where's that line? So, very different situations for the little guy and the older guy. So, for my little guy, I know what he's watching at all times. There's never a time where he's watching something and I'm not sure what it is. Uh, We don't allow YouTube or YouTube Kids for the five-year-old for a few reasons. Do you want me to get into that? Yeah, I was going to say, all right. (laughs) All right. So, first of all, YouTube Kids, even by YouTube's own admission, is really only for kids age four and up. Now, my younger child is five, so you might say, okay, well, he's ready to go. But uh, along with today's parent and advice that um, we get from experts, I also consult Common Sense Media, which is an American not-for-profit company that has a pretty great website um, with a lot of advice on this. And they recommend seven and up. And overall, um, you know, I think the content on YouTube Kids is just a little bit more Wild West. They're doing their best. Um, They do have uh, humans reviewing a lot of the content and offering approved videos But, um, you know, it's not curated uh, on an overall basis. It's it really encourages you to watch more and more and more with the recommended videos along the side. Mm. Uh, And we've all heard those stories about the inappropriate content that can sneak in. And then there's one more. It's just so focused on um, there's a lot of stuff that makes him just want to shop, like lots of those unboxing videos or, you know, adults playing with toys. And it just makes my son want to want those toys. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just more comfortable with Netflix, frankly. Aren't there apps? I mean, we're, my son is two years old. We're not at that stage yet where I've looked into those blocking apps, but isn't there stuff that you can put on the YouTube kids or whatever site you're on that monitor it itself so you don't have to be watching over their shoulders? So it does depend on what app you're using. And first of all, I would say don't let your kids use the iPad with headphones because then you're really tuned Mm -hmm. out. You can't even overhear what's going on. Um, And you should ideally be right there with little kids watching along or coming by frequently to see what they're watching, you know, not letting them just hide off in a corner or in the room with the app. But as far as monitoring them, it really depends on what they're using. So for YouTube, you know, you can have them subscribe to their favorite channels rather than letting them just hunt around. And you can disable the search to ensure that, you know, they're watching stuff that you've already sort of pre-approved. And you can also just check their browsing history and their search history if they're allowed to search and just keep an eye on it that way. But at the end of the day, I think um, because of the way technology changes so quickly and because you don't really want to be a slave to just constantly being on top of this, the best thing to do is just have them listen to it when and watch when you're available to be around. As tempting as it is to use it as a babysitter, you can't completely check out. It's mm-hmm. just too dangerous out there for little kids You know, as they get older, there's some sort of different principles I apply for my 10-year-old, but that's what I'm thinking for my 5-year-old. So for me, there's no YouTube Kids. There is Netflix. Ooh, okay. I feel so good. I I honestly feel like, ooh, YouTube Kids, that's the safe place, right? And I'll be first to admit, I I often will give him the iPad, and then he clicks. And he, you know, short attention spans, right, when they're very young, and they just click to the next video, next video. But, you know, we've all heard this, depending on the algorithms, what video is related to what video and what sort of hole you're going, you down, get, a you're going hole. down a bad sure. one. And I often walk in the room and I hear something weird, like uh, he often gets into different languages and he starts clicking into, you know, and then I go, whoa, 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 let's get back and get to, you know, an educational whatever. But then I just keep letting him click. So that's a bad thing, Kim. I have learned that and, and I, I get that. But they're kind of in this phase when we're talking about little kids, they get angry 
when you pull it away from them. I know I'm the parent and I really should do it. But what is your compromise here? You know, do you just pull it away completely and say, that's it, no iPad for you? Or do you say, fine, you get one hour here, you only get this channel, or where do you go? What do you recommend? Right. So we're now we're getting away from what they watch and we're getting into how much they watch. And I think this is very personal. Um, and you just have to set your own limits and then be consistent with them. So you may choose, some families will choose to do something like there are set times when you can watch your screens. You know, while I'm making dinner, like between school or maybe daycare pickup and the time we eat, you can watch screens then. As soon as it's dinner time, you turn it off, that's the end of screens. And if that's your rule, great, you just stick with it and try to never have exceptions. And kids, you know, when you are so strict with your boundaries and you just don't let them sway you, the fight is over. They're pretty good at that. That's how school works, right? That's why mm -hmm. teachers have some semblance of control because they have these rules that are just in place. Um, other kids may be asked to earn their screen time. So this isn't going to work with a two- or three-year-old. Right. Mm -hmm. But as they get a little older, five, six, seven, they can earn screen time through chores, um, through whatever you want, even just through good behavior. If you're working on a behavior challenge and they're rising to that challenge in terms of, you know, adjusting their behavior, great, you've earned 15 minutes of screen time. The one thing I don't think works is just sort of like, okay, we're done. Oh, your show's over. Done. It's like, you know, if you were in the middle of a show and someone just walked over and went, oh, you're done now. Like, that doesn't feel good <laughs> no, on we so many levels. Yeah, that's that's exactly. right. Yeah. <laughs> and even if you're just really into it, like, it's just kind of not fair. You want, a, you want a warning. Like, let's respect children. They're not tiny humans, but they are their own people and personalities. And it's nice to try to uh, offer a little respect in that way. So I would say, you know, warnings, uh, you know, five minutes, two minutes, even if those numbers are still arbitrary to your little kid, they they hear it coming, they, they see the frequency of the warning coming. And then timers. I mean, we all have our phones. Don't use your own voice. Make it your phone saying, oh, phone says time's up. It's just a small Another thing. Screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, Perfect. it can be your kitchen timer. It can be any timer. Yeah. But I really do think that, you know, they accept it a little bit more. It feels like an external boundary rather than like mom or dad once again, you know, mm -hmm ruining my fun. Um, <laughs> something about that does work. Right. But I see the trance that George gets in mm -hmm. and it is alarming. It's frightening because you'll say his name and he won't even look. Like he won't even blink. Mm -hmm. He's just completely focused on this show. And we actually had my father-in-law came by the other day and we said, you know, go say hi to Papa. He's at the front door. And we took away the computer so he could go and he started crying. He's like, no, I want to watch. And we're saying... Your grandfather's here. A person. Go say, a person. Go <laughs> yeah. say hi. And it was then that my husband and I looked at each other and said, that's a problem. We cannot have that. And, you know, I feel like our parents had it so easy because the only screen <laughs> was television. So, you know, you turned it off and that was it. But now it's just so accessible. It's he wants to watch videos on my phone because he sees me doing it mm -hmm. um, or scrolling through. Then he has the iPad option. He has the computer option and he has the television. And they're just so many options now that you can go to. And like Mel said, I sometimes it's a breather. Like if you're cooking dinner or yeah. if you just need to get something done, it's like, okay, just five minutes, that's it. Just just take it. Um, but I was reminded, so I went to the doctor for his two-year uh, checkup recently, and she said, how much screen time is he getting? And I had to think about it and add it all <laughs> up. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Like it's I, I, said, I said an hour and a half. Um, and she said, well, it should be like max an hour. And I know we have some numbers. You know what? Yeah. Okay. Canadian Pediatric Society. Yeah, what these, are they saying? These are the suggested numbers. They're saying screen time for children younger than two is not recommended 
Okay. <clears throat> Oops. Okay, he's two now. He's We're two. Good. He's two. Okay, so for children two to five, uh, limit the routine or regular screen time to less than one hour per day. Yeah. One hour per day. Um, I know we go over it. 100%. Because like you said, Ivanka, you know, you're tallying up. Hey, let's watch the videos on mom's phone. Now let's look a little bit iPad. Now sit next to me while I'm watching TV, even though you feel like it's participatory, right? You're there. They're still um, consuming this, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go a little bit higher. Um, children younger than five, it shouldn't be part of a routine. And then, you know, as you were saying, Kim, kind of adjust according to. But screen time, I don't want to give it a full bad rap. Um, because, you know, even according to these same studies, um, they can help with development. Uh, there's a lot of positive to it. So I don't want this to yeah, be a screen bashing, basher, sure. yeah. but it should be a screen monitor. Is you what know what I be. think? I think that screen time in and of itself is really not the problem. It's what kids aren't getting when they're not on screens. You know, I'm not a doctor uh, and I'm not an expert, but I, do have access, I do, yeah. <laughs> but I do have access to experts. And this is what this is what I understand the majority of them feel. They feel like if your kid gets the recommended amount of exercise, if your kid doesn't have any behavioral problems, they're doing well at school, they're respectful and polite to you, they're doing their homework if they're old enough to be doing homework, if everything else is going well in that regard, then you don't have to stress about the exact mm-hmm number of minutes your child is looking at a screen. Because really the danger with your kids getting on screens all day is that they're not interacting with people. That's how they learn. They're not speaking. That's how they learn. They're not moving their bodies. That's how they stay healthy and grow. So you just want to make sure you got those things covered off. And if you do, then I think you can just let the guilt go and let the screen time happen. Do you ever talk with other moms, dads, parents, about screen time or if when, you know, your child goes to someone else's house, how much they're getting there. Like, you may be really strict. Mm. And over there, it's, you know, hey, Billy, Billy's free for all. Yeah, totally. can let us do anything. So to answer your first question, I do talk to a lot of my friends about this, and it's like the number one source of parent guilt. We're all really freaked out about this. We have this sense that it's just wrong, that they're constantly wanting to be on screens, uh, but we're not sure how to handle it. If we should be stricter than we are, are we being too strict? So this is definitely a timely and important topic. As far as like play dates, that's also really tricky. So as I mentioned, like I'm a little more on the permissive side when it comes to screen time. And when my f- kids have friends over, I'm never quite sure what I should be doing. So even just yesterday, my five-year-old had his six-year-old friend over. They played for an hour and a half. And a good portion of that was them wrestling on my bed. So, <laughs> you know, they're exhausted and sweaty. I I put some fruit in front of them and I put on an episode of a show and then I took a picture of them because they looked really cute. They were kind of cuddling and I almost sent it to the mom and then I thought, oh, she's going to, she can tell from this photo that they're both looking at the screen. Now I'm going to get judged for having a play date where they just watch TV, but really they weren't watching it the whole time. I swear they were like having so much fun for now. The wrestling. wrestling. What about the wrestling? (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, ultimately I think it's probably not the worst idea to just quickly check. Like, are you okay with a half an hour of whatever show you're planning to watch or, you know, just just to check. Or if it is video games, like, you know, how strict are you on the video games? Is Fortnite okay? Or would you rather it be, you know, a sports-related game? Or do you want me to just not have screens at all? It doesn't hurt. Um, I won't say I've been that super proactive, but when in doubt, I just keep it really uh, G-rated. When the kids get a little bit older, what are some of the red flags? Let's say, all right, you've monitored the screen time. You've put in these security measures, everything you can possibly do. When do you know that they're not abiding by it and when do you intervene? Yeah, so I think there's red flags that they're watching some content that they shouldn't be. Then there's other red flags that they're just on screens too much in terms of time. So the content would be their attitudes and the things they're saying, little expressions 
they're saying, um, the way they're reacting to things in their lives start to sort of change. And it seems like maybe it's more of an older kid thing, like they're sort of, you know, trying to act cool and old. And I mean, the thing is, this is the same with just like regular old school TV, right? Mm-hmm. When we were young and we were watching shows where, you know, when we were eight or nine and the, t- the characters were 13 or 14 and they were all sassy to their parents, and then we'd turn off the TV and act sassy to our parents. Like this isn't necessarily a modern day phenomena, but at the same time, you know, um, if, there's, if their behavior is starting to change, uh, if they're using terminology or expressing opinions that you know they're not getting uh, at school or at home and these things are alarming to you, it's definitely time to start looking at what they're watching and watch some of those videos. Go into their history. Uh, you can do that on Netflix. You can do that on YouTube. And just watch some of the videos they're watching. It won't take you long to figure out um, where some of these comments or attitudes are coming from. As far as amount of time... Um, you know, and there, there is such a thing as screen time addiction. I think when they start to not be interested in the things they used to want to do. I mean, if your kid is, you know, they wake up in the morning and they're playing a video game or they're watching a video or, you know, they're on Fortnite. And you're like, hey, let's go to the Science Center. You love the Science Center. And they're like, I don't want to go to the Science Center. I just mm. want to play this. It's like, well, we used to love this. And now suddenly you don't want to. Um, let's go out and play basketball across the street. That's something we always do. No, I don't want to today. And it's like th- this is where, you know, we're getting into things um, that are positive for children. They're withdrawing from that and they're just wanting to be glued to the screen. I think that's a warning sign. It doesn't mean, you know, there's an emergency. No more screens. Cut it off. But look at it. Start digging into it and maybe set some boundaries that you haven't already set. Fortnite. Oh, my gosh. That's a whole oh, other dimension. I don't want to get, yeah, I'm hoping that trend is over by the time George is <laughs> There'll be something at that new. age. I'm going to say it's not as bad as you think. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go really? ahead and say that. Okay. Yeah, it's I not ju- as I'm bad just as ready think. for that flossing dance to the be dance. done. Because we showed in the highlights <laughs> way too many times. I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, I'm over that. <laughs> um, now, dare we get into the subject of when you give a child their own iPad, their own phone, television in their room, things like that. I mean, right. to each his own. It's, well, that's, I mean, that's obviously the first thing. Is it, it is teach their own. I mean, there's no set rules. Um, different organizations like the Canadian Pediatrics, Pediatric Society, like Common Sense Media, even today's parent, you know, we have different um, recommendations that we impart to parents, but I do think it's very personal. And it also, so it's what you're comfortable with. And it's also how your kids are reacting. Like some kids, you know, my kid is on YouTube possibly more than the pediatric society might recommend or more than other parents might be comfortable with. But when I look at his YouTube history, uh, he's watching documentaries about World War II. He's interested, you know, he's interested in science. Like, that is okay with me. I mean, would I rather he read about those things in a book? I guess. But he also reads before bed. So, like, you know, I look at it, I take a balanced approach, and Mm -hmm. I think parents need to do that. Um, When should they have their own device? iPad, TV in the room, phone. I mean, I think we delay these things as long as we can. I don't want any electronics in my kid's room. There's enough electronics all day long at school, in the family room, at home. Like, once he goes to bed, I just want him to go to bed. My older son will be going to middle school next year, so we're considering a sort of, you know, giving him a device so that we can know he's safe Mm -hmm. um, because he'll be taking the bus to school and then home for an hour alone. But uh, will he be allowed to bring that into his room at bedtime? Absolutely not. Right. And 
when he does have a device, I fully intend to not only spy on what he's doing, but let him know I'll be spying <laughs> okay, on him. Okay, oh, that's tracker. not spying then. It's, because I guess it's not. Spying. I guess okay. that's open spying. That's like the worst spy ever. Right. <laughs> because so, you're revealing I, you know, I will, I will demand the password. I will be putting, I haven't done all the research yet, but I know there's many uh, tools and apps that allow me to mirror sort of like to see what he's doing, to see how much time he's spending on every app, to read every text he sends. And yeah, at age 11, 100% I'll be doing that. And I don't have any shame in it. I don't rifle through his room. If he had a diary, I wouldn't be reading that. But when it comes to technology, when it comes to, it's just, Mm -hmm. there's too much danger there, right? Like there's actual danger. There's things parents worry about that are very remote and we shouldn't be stressing about it because it's just so not likely to happen. And then there's real dangers and, you know, cyberbullying mm-hmm. and the stuff he can find online. These are actual things that are not statistically irrelevant and I intend to protect my child from those things as long as I can. But I won't be doing so in a secretive way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you mentioned cyberbullying and that's one part to it. And unfortunately, there are the dangers on the other end. And, and the industry that I work in, um, news, you sort of see the people that are seeking out youngsters and 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 it's 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 sad and it's sad to see um but you know your kids are so innocent you know they just want to watch yeah. a video they just yeah. want to play a game they just want to chat with a friend online not realizing the dangers so i think you kind of summed it up there kim is really you're there you're not over their shoulders all the time, but you're keeping a close eye. And I think that's really important. And you know mm-hmm. your child best too, right? Like you'll know if something's wrong, if they're not interacting with you the way that they yeah. should be or they used to be, something's up, right? Like there's that intuition that you have as a parent that you know something is different and I need to get in there and fix this. Yeah, I like what you said about if you notice there's a behavioral change, that's that's a red flag. That's, that's a red a flag. Yep. If they want to watch Sportsnet highlights or breakfast television, <laughs> I'm it's totally cool. good with that. Your sons can do that as Great well. Shots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Kim, thank you so much for joining us again. My if we pleasure. do a season three, you're back. Um, yeah, count yourself in. <laughs> I would love to be here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kim. Expectations were that I was going to be coming out of this feeling pretty low and crummy about the job I'm doing, but I'm actually I'm okay. Ivanka, high five! We are not bad moms. Yes, we're just we're just doing whatever we can. That was a bad golfer high five. Sorry. Anyway. Line up the elbows. That's the rule. <laughs> As always, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it, and we encourage your feedback. You can reach out to us anytime. Yeah, on Twitter at Frequency Pods or the website FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com. We're also on the gram, Moms in the Middle Podcast. That is the handle on Instagram. Also. So uh, I'm at Ivanka Osmak. And I'm at the Melanie Ng. This show produced by the one and only Steph Phillips and presented by Frequency Podcast Network. Yeah, we need a yay like that. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode.